oh, it should be the file size of X number of megs. And then it was like, it's under the number, and they're like, nah, too big. We lied. Yeah, the max is supposed to be 20 megabytes, which this file today that I was trying to send is bigger than that. It's 37. But yeah, we tried to send a smaller file, and yeah, still wouldn't do it. And pictures work, but those are like, I don't know how big pictures are. I'm not good. I'm the audio man. Because this picture. Properties. 63 kilobytes. That's fucking nothing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you uh, spam in the chat with a bunch of images. Those coming, <laughs> those, those coming through fine. Hey, no, that was, no the type I, of photos that you were sending were right up I, my alley. So Sorry to say that most of those are on my phone now. Instead of my, I don't save shit to my computer anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I need a new laptop, like, desperately. This thing is on its last fucking legs. Um, Same boat here. So I don't, I don't even save anything to this anymore. Like, I have bought games that are in sale on Steam or GOG that I don't install because it's like, I don't have room. I need to clear this bitch out. There's so much shit. Yep, I'm, uh... I am right there in that same camp with you. Just yeah, all the everything I see, I just. So I was like, okay, I can I can buy some storage, or maybe save up for a new laptop, or I could buy ten new console games. This is the Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast, and I'm your host, Loki Jarson, here with, once again with my good friend, Joe Stizzy. Hey, Stizzy, how you doing? Hey, Loki, I'm doing well. How about you? I am just fine this autumn, e- autumn winter evening, It's very whatever cold. day it is. It's very, very It cold, is actually very, very cold. cold. Um, <laughs> last time you were here, I think we did a best of 2020, so let's do a best of 2021. Um, real quick village for you i guess right <laughs> yeah yeah um off the air we were talking about that's i think top of my head that's the only game from 2021 that i actually played um not including an expansion from mmo but just its own mm. it's its own base game i think that might be it <laughs> but it was yeah. great i liked I, I loved it in fact it's my 2021 game of the year as it stands can i t- can i tell you a secret sure i didn't beat it what? I rented it from Gamefly, as I rented um, every single game I played this year in 2021, the new ones. And uh, I think I got past the dollhouse or whatever, and I was just, like, not feeling it. And I sent it back, and I never beat it. Really? Wow, that's... That is surprising. That is that you. Were... I can't believe you were keeping that under your hat all this time. Yeah, I was holding on to that one for a while. Oh my it's, goodness. Some, we, we've, we talked about this off-air a lot. It's like, sometimes the game will just click with you. And maybe we'll talk about this later with some from software games. But like sometimes something just hits you perfect. And sometimes you're like, I guess I'm having fun. And sometimes you're like, well, this sucks. And sometimes you're like, nothing. I was getting nothing from Village. Mm. Now, 
part of that may have been that I'd already seen a full playthrough of the game on our, on our website. And what Gamefly loves to do is not send me the thing at the top of the queue. They'll send me the thing like third of the way down. So when I got Village, it was a surprise. I was like, oh, I wasn't actually expecting to play this, this is so soon. But uh, it was just, it's fine. It's like, it's okay. I don't have anything terribly negative or terribly positive to say about it. Yeah, well, especially if you've seen a playthrough, because if there's any genres besides mystery that definitely loses its luster the first time around, then it, it would be a horror game. Yeah, because you pretty much know where everything is and what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> See, but but I always do this for horror games. I did this for at least the first Dead Space, for sure. I did this for Resident Evil 7. I saw a whole playthrough of that, but I still... See, but I don't even know if I enjoyed that, because I, I also only played it once however many years ago. I don't know if these Resident Evil first persons just aren't clicking with me. Because while I struggled with Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake, I did eventually beat both of those twice. Yeah, you know, enjoy them to varying degrees. But I don't know if these first persons just don't get me the way they should. And I feel like there's something wrong with me about that. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's perfectly reasonable. It, and it's understandable because the two and three remakes were very similar to four, five, and six. There's precedent yeah. in the series. So, and and you have made it well known in the past that those are your <laughs> those are your favorites in the series. I like I like to have fun and shoot stuff. The most <laughs> the most fun I've had in this new generation, let's say post six, of uh, Resident Evils is infinite rocket launchers and just blowing the shit out of everything. It's like, wow, this is really pretty. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Here's a key. That's the only way to beat the most difficult <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> That's the other thing. You've uh, 100%ed both of those two and three remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you 100% eight after all? I did not, no. And I kind of mm. need to make a decision because it's still on my hard drive. Because I thought, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll plat it eventually. And I think I have, I got the hard stuff out of the way. Um, beat under four hours or whatever it is. Actually, no, I have not done that. In fact, uh, there's two pretty the two trickiest trophies left. I think I have are the under four hours, which isn't too bad, you know, especially if you're playing New Game Plus and you got all the strongest weapons, infinite ammo, all that good stuff. And then there's the knives only run, which sounds daunting, but I've seen a big chunk of a playthrough someone did of that and if you play it on like the really really easiest lowest difficulty setting it's pretty doable but it's just it's one of those time things i just haven't gotten around to it um yeah but i've done like all the mercenaries get the highest rank get the special sort of pseudo lightsaber melee weapon which is actually not as good as you think it should be but uh <laughs> yeah no i i i definitely understand not being into the first person Resident Evil game. Um, cause it's, even though this is the second entry to, um, have that format, it's, it's a departure even from, I honestly, I want to say even more so than the jump between three and four originally. Um, mm-hmm. even though they even, and that might just be just like my recency bias, you know, cause back then it was still, that was still a, that was a huge leap too, but I wasn't. Yes, I wasn't so from old. The, the isometric camera to the third person over the shoulder. Exactly. Yeah, and having actually 3D environments instead of the pre-rendered and 
Um, but back then I still, I was still young enough. I was junior high, high school age, whenever I wasn't really set in my ways and not a purist, so to speak. I really, really <laughs> enjoyed the first, the first three games and with the set camera and all that. But, uh, I wasn't, I didn't never hold it, held it against four. And I'm glad I didn't because it's one of the best games I've ever played. But seven, like you, I beat it. I beat seven once and I enjoyed it. But also like you, I thought to myself, did I really enjoy it? Because I've only played it once and it's not like it's exactly <laughs> a long game. If I wanted to play it again, I could do so in, in a reasonable amount of time. So I don't know. I, I think I'm, I, I really liked, I liked eight a lot more than seven, but the FPS, the first person view is still, it's still very different for a Resident Evil game because you can't help but compare it to other games in the same genre. Um, and if you do, yeah. you do that, then you realize it doesn't really hold up with those games. It feels fine, uh, you know, action-wise, gameplay-wise, but it's it's not going to hold a candle to games of the same genre that have been at it for years. Call of Duties, Battlefields, what have you, the list goes on. It's not like a hard pivot. Like, okay, so three, Code Veronica, and then four, hard pivot. Four, five, six, Revelations, Revelations 2. Seven, hard pivot. And then they like, okay, instead of continuing this, let's step back even further and remake two. Okay, now next year we'll remake three. Okay, now go back to the first person. They're like stutter stepping towards the future. And I was like, okay, what's the next Resident Evil going to be? A remake of four, which will be in third person. So it's like... It's like seven and eight are these offshoots that happen to be numbered entries. They're spinoffs that count in the canon or whatever. Yeah, it, the remakes almost feel like fallback games, if you will. Um, in, in case <laughs> print money games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's they know they know as long as they just update the graphics and the gameplay slightly and sort of move things around in the levels and enemy layouts, whatever. That it's yeah they can name their price and they're just going to sell millions of copies, because um, I I don't I don't think even Capcom is super duper confident in how popular the seven and eight the the FPS ones are. Um, yeah, eight sold a shitload like an absolute ton, but that's more to marketing than anything else. Yeah, it did. I think you can thank Lady Dimitrescu. A, a lot for that uh the big vampire yes. lady it was only in like two hours worth of the game it, unless you're speed running in which she gets she's in two minutes it was very disappointing her her uh just lack of uh you know lack of screen time on there in the game mm-hmm. i the way they were building her up you think it'd be longer but it was one of those things i thought to myself like okay I've only ever seen her in this one setting. So obviously she's probably just in that one area and she'd be gone for the rest of the game. But This gameplay looks cool, but Snake seems to be going just down the same corridor over and over. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is exactly what it was like, yes. Oh man, but back then, being a dumb kid as I was, I, I, I didn't realize that back then. I just I just was just glowing over the PS, you know, the PSN article about it with just this same three tanker shots, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, eight is very, I think, I, I think I've said this before with you and Rob, it's, it's got the first person view and it's also, but it also, it's not, 
nearly as slow paced as seven. It's much more action packed. Yes. Um, and the environments are much more varied. Yeah, you're going you're going to a lot lot more places. It's not just the baker's house and their garden and then just a wrecked ship. That's it. Um, there's a castle. There's a factory. There's a old submerged village all this all this stuff mm-hmm. and it very much felt like they were trying to take a little bit out out of from every era of resident evil because they got the okay we got the first person from seven we got the uh high-paced action from four five six and then we have the familiar gothic castle settings from the early games uh so it, it feels like they were just trying to appeal to all the Resident Evil fans from every walk of life, every era. And I don't know... I don't think it's going to be a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil. Like, me, I, it's no way my favorite Resident Evil game, but I really, really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. It looked good. The action was decent enough. It It, it never felt bad. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, um, and the environments for what they were, were fantastic. The villains, I think were great. Although, well, a few of them were, some of them were just kind of, at least they had personalities this time. Yeah. Opposed to the Baker family, which is three ugly people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'll never go back. I'll, you know, maybe in some point in 2022 here, I'll re-rent it. Or if it gets like under 20, I think it's still like 35. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll uh, try it out again, but I don't know. It's just, sometimes games don't click. And, but it, it's not like I'm going to pivot here for if you don't mind terribly. No, go ahead. Um, sometimes a game won't click with you the first time, and they're like, mm, this sucks. So you come back to it later, and you're like, you know what? I was wrong. This is okay. And that definitely happened for something we'll talk about way later. So look forward to 30 minutes from now. Um, you didn't play a lot of 2021 games. I played a lot through Gamefly. These two games I rented twice, in fact. It was Returnal from Sony, Housemark, and Ratchet and Clank from Sony uh, Insomniac. I think I rented them, I don't think it was the exact same time, but near the same time. And I didn't like either of them for whatever reason. So I sent them back and said, fuck this. And later on in the year, several months later, I re-rented them. I said, you know what, I'm going to try again. Surely there's got to be something here. Maybe I missed it because these games are receiving the highest of high praise all year from everyone. And I will say that Ratchet & Clank was a very short but fun experience. I enjoyed my time with it, but, you know, it's like Game of the Year material? No fucking way. It's bland. It's inoffensive. It does nothing new for the genre. If you played any Ratchet & Clanks before, you played Scar... What the fuck is this called? I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, Rift Apart, I think? Rift Apart. Yeah. That's it. I was about to call it Crack in Time, but that was the previous one. Because <laughs> they're all the fucking same. Yeah, they are but very it was similar. fine. Even though I've never played them but, before. Well, I played one. I played one of them. I don't remember which, but yes, they're very similar games. And But people are like, oh, Game of the Year material. I'm like, no, it's the same five hours it was the last five games. Now, Returnal, however, can eat a dick. Because <laughs> so many people have given that like their top five to Game of the Year, blah, 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 blah. It's like journalists and randos on Twitter and whatnot. But... It's such a pain in the ass. And there's no fun to be had here. You just get you just get punched in the face forever. And if you're lucky, you can dodge at the exact perfect moment to not get punched in the face this time. 
and then I've talked to before in a previous show, but um, it sucks and I hate it. So I have no idea what the hell people saw in this thing. Now, on the other, other, other side of that coin, of the three-sided coin here, something like Hades, which technically didn't come out in 2021, and I'll stand by that, but it came out for Xbox and PlayStation in 2021. Um, I played that through on Game Pass the first time. I remember having a long conversation with you that you played it a while back and you did like it. And I didn't like it, and I said, fuck this. And you were like, oh, well, what are you going to do? So I went back to it, and I said, all right, fuck, I'll try it again. And I uh, 100%ed it twice, PlayStation 4 and 5, because there was an upgrade. Um, I, I still don't like the story, and I don't like any of the characters. that dying through all the dialogue. They're just fucking awful. Just going to skip, 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 stop talking, stop talking, let me go kill things. <laughs> a game that's fun to play, but I don't want to talk to anyone. Def- I don't want to hear any dialogue. Definitely not its strength, that's for sure. So it's not like, to round this all back to Village, you know, maybe if I retry Village again, I'm going to have one of those three experiences. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, this sucks, uh, it's okay, or I love it. That's it. Yeah, no, it's it's funny you bring up Ratchet and Clank and how similar it feels because in in the back of my mind when I was playing Village, I was kind of I was thinking to myself, man, I feel like I've played this game before, and then it clicked. <laughs> oh, that's right, this was Resident Evil Four. It's kind of the a lot of it's the got similar, a lot of similar ideas. Yeah, a lot of similar environments and uh, settings and uh, plot points and all that. So I understand. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's worth it. I think it was a really really great game for what it was um but uh i i, I haven't I, I was saying off the air i haven't played uh i still haven't played guardians or Deathloop uh or demon souls i have them right on my shelf i'm looking at them right now but uh, <laughs> maybe down the line we can do kind of a belated 2021 maybe give those games its due or you can talk about you can talk about guard you play guardians and Deathloop. I, I i did i did uh Deathloop is my personal game of the year that came out in 2021 um, it'd be great if you could complete that because then I could actually talk about it. The reasons it is the reason I I literally can't tell you the reason why it's the game of the year until you beat it. But I can share with the people. Yes, it was my game of the year. Guardians is also an excellent game. A lot of fun, great dialogue, good music. Uh, but I was saying the reason you haven't played in this game is because you spent a lot of time these last few months, uh, playing Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO of Final <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I played this when it was in its first phase back on the PS3, I believe. They came out on the PS3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely played it then when it was it was some it was a demo thing. I have the vaguest of vague memories because it was a long ass time ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember being intimidated by because on a keyboard you have X number of keys so you can press things for an MMO. On a controller you've got what eight buttons. So. The way they mapped out the buttons was very strange to me. Yeah, like, I had to hold this, and okay, now the, all the other seven buttons did something else. If I hold this one, the other seven buttons did something else again. So I remember being very intimidated by... Because that was the first MMO I'd ever tried at that point. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV. I was like, ah, I don't know if this is going to be for me. And then they had a lot of problems with it, and then they uh, basically canceled the game, rebooted it, refunded all the subscriptions, relaunched it, and now it's like literally the most popular thing in MMO genre. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> the story of its uh, fall and rise and fall and then rising again. 
is uh it it's fascinating it really is um mm-hmm. i would love to go into it but uh that might have to be it that would probably have to be another show uh if i if i started down there then i would definitely definitely be going on for way too long but uh, if, if there's a documentary about it i would love to watch it somebody has like like not a youtube shithead but like a no offense to all the youtube shitheads <laughs> but uh like a professional you know documentary crew is like okay yoshida or whatever his name is and it's like wow we lost a lot of money on this but what if we reinvest there are some out there um there's some there are some youtube shitheads who are not quite as shitty <laughs> as others um a series that I've I've watched and I've really enjoyed and gave gave me a lot of background info. But um, yeah, one one was rough and uh, it was it had a lot of problems and the fact that they it was released on PS3 also just kind of added on to the issues because um, they you know, you know had to program. You know what else it, released on? You know what other MMO? I'm sorry. You know what other MMO released on PS3 that is still going is DC Universe Online. That still exists and people still play it. So I don't know that old hardware holds things back. Uh, well, I mean, I I say holds back, but it for it like like I said, I didn't want to get too too much into this, but in the instance <laughs> like uh, because most MMOs like World of Warcraft. They have these huge open areas that you can go to, and you know mm-hmm. it's it's seamless transitions, and it's just one huge area. Where Final Fantasy fourteen, they wanted to they wanted to put it on the PS3, have it playable on the console, but in order to do that, just due to the hardware limitations of the system, they basically just had to break up all these areas and cities all into their own instance areas um and instances if you're not familiar with the mmo genre is one of those terms we get from mmos that isn't a lot of other games it's just loading screens basically it's transition from one area to another yeah sometimes the players in your server don't carry over with you yeah yeah um they it's yeah a lot of times especially when they release a new expansion they will have different sets of instances for the same area um because there'd be t- there was a couple times where I was playing with my brother, and he said, "Oh, I'm by such and such in this town," and I'd be standing right there and not thinking, looking around. I can't see you. Oh, we're in a different instance. <laughs> I, I'd have to I have to transfer to his instance. But, um, yeah, and it's still like that today. It's uh, the game is still very much like that, even though PS3 support has dropped. It's still on the PS4 and PS5, which is what I play it on PS5. Hmm. And um, I was very, I don't know, I was very uh, trepidatious about getting into it because I didn't, uh, MMOs on consoles, it just, it, there's two very, very foreign concepts in my mind. It's just like they feel, <laughs> they felt very mutually exclusive. Well, you're a longtime World of Warcraft veteran, let's say. I am, uh, I am, but I played we... on played on desktop we did some things yeah. on the console but you know it's like does destiny count i guess kind of so it's not the best experience on earth oh uh, that's still a that's still a first person shooter it's still you know aiming down the side shooting throwing a grenade that's about it but mmos you have a ton of skills and abilities that you hmm. you know you have to map on buttons and whatnot but um seeing as i've got 
almost 500 hours logged into it on the console. I, I'd say they, uh, they blew my expectations out of the water. I, it felt, it, it actually feels really, really great once you get used to playing with a controller. Um, but also I can, I can plug in little receiver on the USB port in the back of my console and play with the mouse and keyboard if I want to. Hmm. Um, I have it plugged in at all times anyways, just so I can type with a keyboard because that's one thing that console sucks at is uh, typing things. Yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly surprised more games... I understand why they don't for, you know, uh, scope creep. But, like, more games don't implement keyboard support for chatting. Because the touchpad, keyboard, and, like, even on Xbox, when you have to, like, hold on, I have to open the message thing, I have to type, okay, I have to hit enter, I have to send. It's like, eh, cumbersome. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I, I'm, I'm with you. I wish I would they would add it into more, especially online games. Um, I guess that's all you really would need it for. It's not like me typing yourself in a single player, but <laughs> it, uh, it actually feels pretty darn good. And I've played a, I've played mostly with a controller, but I've played a little bit of mouse and keyboard and uh, I've gotten used to it. But um, it, 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 main reason I really switched back to the controller because it does take a long time to get you know, your skills map to different keys and got a keyboard. It's been a long time, long time since my wow days. So it's like my hands, like it's just, I'm not used to it anymore. It's just like holding, holding alt, pressing four and then F five to target a member. It's just kind of like, okay, I'll just stick with the controller. It's much easier. We talked about this a long time ago, but there's an idea of where if you are playing something for the first time, it's going to take you a little bit long to, it's like, okay, every game has its own control scheme. So, this button will always do this, unless you fuck with it. This button will always do this, this button will always do this. So, when you play a similar genre thing, but not made by the same, you know, it's not the same game or whatever. It's like, okay, well, in the other game, this button does this, but now it does this. So, in an MMO, which has so many different things you can do, and it's like, that's part of the intimidation factor to me. Mm. It's like mapping so many configurations onto only eight buttons. And I assume you can't map everything into the eight buttons it has. No, no, you you definitely you have to have different uh, hot bars to be able to mm. map to be able to map all your skills on there. But I, uh, they have what these they call advanced controls where you can hold down uh, two of the shoulder buttons, and if you press them in a certain order, then you can it it brings up uh, part of your part of your hot bar, like your right side of your hot bar, and you do it another way, then it brings up your left side of the hot bar. And it sounds, when I explain it like that, it sounds really, really cumbersome and hard, but it's actually not. It's And, and it's that's probably the best, better way to do it, because otherwise you're pressing R1 to basically just cycle through your bars yeah, every, and whatnot. The dozens and dozens of games that are not RPGs that I've played that said, okay, hold down this button to select from weapon wheel. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, we can't have any better system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see it implemented in a uh you know a single player rpg I-, I thought i was thinking man this would be great for something like inquisition to have um oh yeah sure just so i'm not having to hold r2 to auto attack just do that on its own or have me press it or but anyway um yeah it's I, I'm just I'm still blown away on how accessible it is for console players uh for four you know for 14 and uh, as for the game itself, I'm 
I'm having a ton, I'm having a ton of fun on it. Um, it's, you know, it's without going into specifics, it's <laughs> got an awesome looking world, uh, amazing art direction, um, a bunch of different classes that all feel very unique and very fun. I, in fact, I haven't even gotten around to, uh, playing as some of them, but, uh, the ones I have played at, I love, and I think they're all amazing in their own ways. And they, they do a really, I think the development team does a really good job of, uh, balancing the jobs. Um, from what I, from what I'm saying, I'm not like, I'm not like belittling the game, but to distill it, it's, it is a final fantasy game. You know, you're playing with other people, but it is still of that genre of JRPG. Yeah, it's it, it's it's uh in the the crystal family of the Final Fantasy games. It's it's all about mm-hmm. uh, they have the uh, there's these different gods and crystals that house certain forms of power, elemental power usually, and uh, there's different tribes and people that summon their own gods, and they're basically just the summons from the long line of Final Fantasy games mm-hmm. that you uh, eventually just fight and kill. You just go around because they wreak havoc and they go out of control and you gotta go and... <laughs> and... then you step away for 30 seconds, they respawn, you go kill them again. Exactly, yeah. It's like all oh, those those damn Ixali, those, those damn, damn bird people summon their god again. I, I, didn't, I don't know how much time we have on this, but uh, I have not played a lot of MMOs, but what I have played a lot of is Sword Art Online the video game based on the anime that's about a video game. And there's like four or five of these, and I've played them all. And they're all fake MMOs. Like, every NPC is supposed to be a PC character, but, you know, they're obviously not because it's a single-player game. So I've played MMOs except I can pause them, and there's no other people. I've played single-player MMOs a lot. I'll say that. Yeah, 14 might be... You could almost classify it as, at least from a story standpoint, as a single-player MMO, because while everybody who plays the game is the warrior of light, the hero of the story, you know, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. kills all the gods, saves the world. In the game, you're the only warrior of light. It's it's just you. You're the main character. And the people you have joining your party for dungeons and trials and whatnot are just basically like your Avenger pals uh, for the most part. Uh, but you're still the star of the show and they actually, they, they're able to pull it off very convincingly. Um, in, even though your, your character is a silent protagonist, uh, in the in later in the expansions, they actually do give you some lines you can choose from. Um, it's not as extensive as most single player RPGs where they have a silent pro tag, but it's actually it's better than nothing. It's better mm-hmm. than you just standing there nodding along. Um, yeah. You know what game does this really badly is I talked about this last episode. I'm, I'm saying I don't play a lot of MMOs. Well, I do play one, but not all the time. You know, every couple of months I'll just put a few hours into it. Is Elder Scrolls Online? Most play it with my brother over on the Xbox. And there's a ton of times, like, cities will be crazy crowded over one little area. Or, you know, off the desert path, there'll just be 18 people talking to one NPC. And that one NPC is only ever talking to you, but you can, like, hear him talking to the other people also. Because, you know, everyone's instant there. 
don't know. It, it does the same idea of you're the only one. But when there's 12 other people standing around this one NPC and they're all telling them they're the only one, it's like, man, come on. This mm-hmm. is really the only one. <laughs> yeah, Elder Scrolls Online is it's almost it's it's almost made to be played solo. Um, uh, they they have in fact in their latest expansion they have in fact added NPC companions specifically to carry your shit and like help you in combat. Mm-hmm. Your so you burdens, absolutely whatnot. don't have to have other people. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> Fourteen actually has something like that. It introduced in. Uh, the, not this latest expansion, but the one before, where they have characters from the NPCs from the storyline can join you in dungeons and whatnot. And it's actually really cool, but it's not nearly as uh, efficient as going in with a party of real people because while... Or you can yeah they, tell to do what to do. Um, yeah, exactly. Or they have been in the dungeon a bunch of times, they know what to do already, so... Um, or because the, the AI, while they made they have made great strides in it, they can only do <laughs> one thing at a time. So they're either just like pulling one group of enemies, or if an enemy is setting up a big old attack that they they only and they just run to one side to avoid it, they can only do that. They're not like a human player who can avoid those attacks, but also attack at the same you know use spells and abilities at the same time, or pull multiple groups to make the run go faster but it's yeah it's pretty fun actually and it helps with the immersion and uh that then then it's a different kind of rpg then it's like a tales game where you control one character and all the other npcs just do fuck whatever as opposed to something like dragon quest where it's like okay i want you to stop doing what you're doing i'm in control of all your moves from now on because you suck at fighting yeah it'd be very it since it is an mmo and it's all it's it's all real time it would be very very difficult to uh give specific commands and whatnot but uh Mm. they all they whatever role because the the npc parties their roles are basically defined by what your role is and that you know shapes around what you need because every party needs a tank a healer and two dps Um, and they all whatever whatever the role is that that they are programmed to you know, fulfill it out pretty efficiently, but you kind of have to, kind of have to alter your playstyle to help them out. Like I said, you know, because I play as a tank. In the first dungeon I ran with NPC companions, I just went in there and just pulled a bunch of enemies and ended up dying because the healer did didn't keep up. Um, whereas a human player would be able to pop all of their abilities or what they call their big cooldowns to keep you alive and whatnot. So. But it's very different. It's it it's it it's very fun. It's uh I it's definitely a it's being an MMO. You know this may sound like an oxymoron, but it's meant to be played with other people. But yeah, I am surprised by just how much you can do by yourself in 14 and how far you can advance. Now, if you want the best stuff, best gear, weapons, all that, you got to play with other people. Obviously, that's true of every co-op game. Even if it's not an MMO, though, like yeah. fucking Godfall or Outriders that came out this year, it's like, yeah, you can totally play solo, but we prefer if you play with other people because we designed it for other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what kind of makes the job balancing difficult. But like I said a little while ago, they they I think they do a pretty good job. I don't. 
I don't see or hear a lot of bitching for the community. Obviously, there are there always is some after a patch. Um, someone may not like the changes that uh, their class had, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I, I I think most people are you know pretty happy with it. And a lot of times, it's just yeah, hey, I don't have as big as numbers as this class is. Like, okay, well, we'll just bump you up. So everybody's happy. <laughs> um, uh, the 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 final thing we'll. The, the real thing that is keeping me from this is unlike ESO, this is a monthly subscription. Yes. I know Warcraft was for a long time. It might still be, actually. It It is, yeah. I, as far as I know, I haven't heard Warcraft going free-to-play because that would be pretty big news because it's always been subscription. I'm, Final Fantasy XIV has made so much money that they've had to stop selling it temporarily. <laughs> I think they might have brought it back on the market. Because there were so many people waiting in login queues. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you guys have to stop buying this so we can set some servers up. So I'm surprised they haven't gone free-to-play, but then Square Enix is very weird about money these last few years in terms of like what sells and what isn't worth the money and what we spent too much money on. Um, but, like, it's, what, 15 a month? I cannot justify that for the very small amount of time I'll have to give to it. Yeah, no, that's it, it is, and that's that's fine. I mean, that's I. Yeah, I was I was kind of uh, I was hesitant too at first when I learned that because I, I honestly I just I kind of assumed it was like ESO that it was you know you just yeah on console you just buy the game and then uh, if you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus or uh, Xbox Live Gold although I don't know if, I don't know fourteens on Xbox but. You know, if you sign, not yet. yeah, if you sign up for that, you know your 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 console's own subscription plan. I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, you can play fourteen whenever. Just have the game, but no, it's still got to play, got to pay that fifteen bucks a month on top of it as well. So it is, it is quite a bit, especially if you're if you're not into the game. Um, luckily, the um, at least before the big server congestion issue uh the free trial can you can go a long way with it in fact i've seen up to level 60 plus the expansion heavens award i've seen the meme yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah should have known a, a, a accomplished memeologist as you would know where i was going with that but yeah i i've seen people who have who've played on the free trial gotten all the jobs available because you know, some jobs came out with the expansions, uh, later expansions. I mean, got all the jo- available jobs up to sixty, uh, and played those, played the base game, played the first expansion, and gotten hundreds, literally hundreds of hours of just free game time. Uh, and they'll say, you know what? I think I might subscribe. And uh, I didn't get quite that much out of it because I, I don't, I guess I didn't, I just had like thirty days. I didn't know, hmm. um, you know, at that point I wasn't really too sure about the game yet. I was trying it out for the first time. I didn't, uh, didn't know how much I wanted to invest into it, uh, time or money wise. Uh, so I just didn't go balls to wall and try to get every single thing I could do, uh, within my, my trial period done. So, but I got a lot done, um. I got the base game done in that that amount of time, the uh, the 2.0 content, mm-hmm. and I just I fell in love with it. I really did. 
Um, it's it's kind of taking me back to my uh, when I first started in World of Warcraft days. It's uh, discovering this whole new world and that uh, <laughs> sound like a Disney song too much, but and all these uh, just being in this big world that's very very much Final Fantasy, uh, which is my, yeah my favorite favorite game series of all time and playing these uh different uh cool jobs uh a really well uh, really honestly for the most part really solid and good to great storyline uh a lot of the times it it has its ups and downs a lot a lot of times um because it's very it's very long there's it's you play you just play through the story um, and don't skip anything. It'll take you hundreds of hours. It's crazy. Just you, know, you add the the main game and then the expansions. It's a lot of content, and it takes it's it's very slow to start with. Um, and you know it, it can be it can feel longer if you don't absolutely love the characters, which honestly I don't for the most part. Uh, at least the <laughs> like like the like the ones. And your group, like your your the main NPC characters that you'll be you know on this journey with for the most part, I like a lot of them, but they're not in the Garrus, Tally, Tifa, Barrett, Morgan, you know my absolute just Mount Rushmore of favorite video game companions. But um, and I if they were, I'm definitely would feel like it would it would definitely be a lot more emotionally impactful but uh mm, i like I, I really really i i did like it a lot for the most part um uh this is one another one i'm gonna not i'm not saying never or no i'm saying maybe someday let's see if gamefly sends it to me on a random whim yeah no i mean it's a it's it's an mmo it's a time sink it's a money sink yeah. um and I, I think, like I said earlier, if you're not playing with other people, you can get a lot out of it on your own. But I think the, I think the most worthwhile time you're gonna have with it is with other people. And um, for instance, my my brother, he's got, you know, I played with a lot of with him, a lot with him during the holidays. But he's got to get back to work, and he's working with clients overseas in different weird time zones, so he won't be on as much. So. Yeah, who knows what I'll be able to play with him on again. So, I'm, you know, kind of think to myself, okay, that might be a good time to take a, you know, a few months off and kind of save some cash there when he's, you know, when he's not able to play. Because while I really, really like to play on my own, uh, it's definitely a lot more fun when he's there. So, certainly, yeah, it's a, it, that is one good thing about those kind of games. You can just kind of, you know, drop it when you need to and then pick it up and won't be won't be too far behind because uh, they they're very it's the content some of it some of the content's very very hidden and i wish it was a little more transparent but for the for the most part a lot of the good stuff they there's there's certain ways you can like tell what features are you, you can unlock that are very very beneficial and will help you out a lot and catch you up and whatnot so but uh, sure. going strong and mm -hmm. i'm i'm liking it i'm liking it a lot 
That's good. That's, I'm glad you like it because you didn't like ESO. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really. Um, or I, Destiny. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. That's like the tale of two games there because <laughs> while. Where were the uh, best of times? I don't remember the best of times. Just the worst of times. Yeah, just, uh, well, I mean, some bad times can also be the best of times, just depending on <laughs> how awful the entire experience is. But uh, ESO is, I absolutely love that world. I love the Elder Scrolls world and the lore that goes with it. But uh, that game just feels... it. If people, if you thought Skyrim had really floaty combat, it's got nothing on ESO. <laughs> it does not feel like Good you're God. hitting anything at no, all. No, never. During that, it, when you're fighting, it's just, just it, swing, swing, swing. It's like, gosh, I just, I don't, I feel like I'm fighting ghosts all the time everywhere I go. <laughs> and Destiny's the opposite. Destiny feels great to play. Um, its combat is ex- extremely well polished and smooth. And it's a really damn good-looking game, but I just don't give but a But you sh- don't care about anything in it. Yet. No, I don't care about anything in it, any characters or any place, because while the environments look good, you're... It's... It, that's a good thing. It's it, it's a good thing, because you're going to be going back there a million times over and over <laughs> and over again. Like, God! Dang. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> so we go, we go from... <laughs> massively multiplayer online Japanese role-playing games to single-player Japanese role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Two others that came out very briefly that you haven't played either in 2021 were Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise. Uh, I can recommend them both, but not highly. They give my tentative recommendation. Oh, um, how far are you in uh, Arise? Just curious. Five hours? There's a lot of talking. Oh. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never... I've never played. I played the Tales of Rise uh, demo, but I've never played any of the past entries. So I, I that's but that's one thing I knew that there's it's very very focused on the party dynamic. Do you remember how long Dragon Quest Eleven was, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Imagine that, but more talking and less fighting. Oh, that's uh, that <laughs> that would that would add up some hours. Yes. It's not again. It's not bad. You know. The combat, especially in, in Tales of Rise, they've absolutely modernized the combat because old Tales games have always played a certain way. And this one is like more forward-facing in terms of like, oh, we, we've, we're not making games on the PlayStation 3 anymore, suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Tales of Versaria, or was it Vesperia and Berseria certainly played like that. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is from Bandai Namco, and I'm 100% certain the same team that made the three God Eater games, because it plays exactly like those games. But uh, a lot more interesting sort of sci-fi dynamic as opposed to all the old medieval shit we keep getting over and over from RPGs. Yeah, I played the demo on that. It was very... Uh, I was trying to think of the best way to de- describe the uh, the setting and the time period <laughs> that it's in. It's, it, it's, it's I guess it's like super cyber i don't even want to say cyberpunk but it's a, okay a little the like way that, but... the, the way the game itself described itself they use this word brain punk and i was like that's fucking dumb yeah that's <laughs> that's only something you see from a japanese studio that's dumb but yeah i guess i guess that 
that does the job. <laughs> Don't describe it, but yeah. Uh, I'll probably have more to say once I actually finish either of them because again they're very friggin' long, and because I'm a crazy person, I'm trying to play the both the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five versions. Oh, one game uh, before we shift to another JRPG because that's all we're doing. Uh, a another game I played and finished in 2021. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors. This is made by the same people who made the spin-off game Before the Storm, but not made by the same people who made the first Life is Strange or the second Life is Strange. They have, for some reason, three different teams working on these four games. Uh, True Colors is not as good as the original Life is Strange or Before the Storm in terms of, like, me giving a fuck. Because I really gave a fuck about those two games. Those were some heavy, impactful, emotional games. You can, if you can find them, you can listen to old episodes of these this year podcast to find out why. Mm-hmm. But uh, True Colors just isn't there. It's one of those things that just doesn't click. Uh, I didn't hate any of the characters. I even liked a few of them, which is high praise for me. I did end up liking the main character, but her power of super empathy is not as cool as the power of time travel. <laughs> it just isn't. No, not nearly. And, and it is a very short game, and I don't want to. I spoiled it for you off air, but I don't want to spoil it on air. And the plot twist is really dumb, to the point I'm like, that's really dumb. You know what it is, so you can just think to yourself how dumb this is. No, yeah, you were, you were exactly right. It was yeah, very, very stupid. So if you can find it for like twenty dollars, yeah, right, well, sixty, seventy, like something for the deluxe, where you get different shirts. The thing I'm more excited about is in a couple months here, I think in March, uh, they're remastering Life is Strange and Before the Storm. I was like, yeah, I'll get that all day, every day. Why not? Uh, and now to go from one emotion of, I guess, sadness. I'm not good at describing emotions because I'm not good at feeling them. <laughs> to, yep. let's say, anger. So a, a, a while back, I think we've talked about this before on the show. On a whim or whatever, for whatever fucking reason out of your own brain, you bought Sekiro Shadows Die Twice from From Software. Mm-hmm. I did, And yeah. when you told me this, and I was like, why? You didn't like Bloodborne when you played it on PS Plus, and you didn't like what little we played of Remnant from the Ashes, which is in the same style of Soulsian game. And so I was like, huh, that's weird. Okay, well, good luck, bucko. And then a couple weeks later, you're like, yeah, I platted it. The fuck? What are you talking about? You? Really? You hate this kind of game. Yeah. So, then, <laughs> jumping to a couple, not even a month ago, you're like, oh yeah, I bought Dark Souls Remastered. I was like, okay, well, this is what an area of my expertise, so if you need help, and he's like, oh, I beat it. I like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I kind of surprised myself on both those games. With, uh, <clears throat> I guess with Sekiro, I always, I, I was always intrigued by it, uh, just because I love ninjas and samurais and all that shit. Yeah, sure. The and, setting is is uh, it, it's rem- it's not the same kind of game, but it's reminiscent of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and Onimusha and Tenchu and kind of along those same veins, um, which you know I love that kind of shit and. I was always intrigued by it, but I guess, yeah, being just from developed by the same studio as Bloodborne from, from software, uh, it just did kind of put me off for it for years. Plus, plus it was also 
published by Activision, so it hardly ever went on sale because it yes. it's just they're greedy fucks like that. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, earlier this year, it just I I don't know. It just it was like just kind of like a worm in my brain. It just dug itself in there and just stuck there. And I thought I just thought okay, I'm just gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna go to GameStop see if I can find it for reasonable and ended up finding it for like 27 bucks and I said okay I'll, I'll get it why not give it a try and I started it and I had watched a little bit about it I, I knew the gist I knew the combat was mm-hmm. very very different from Dark Souls but it was still had a very high difficulty curve and I just I just got into it and it took a little bit. I didn't instantly fall in love with it, but uh, I just, yeah, it was, it just, it took me back to playing like Tenchu. It was just super secret stealth ninja. Um, <laughs> just going around, stabbing guys in the back, and then, unlike Dark Souls, or at least when I, what little I played it of it back then, before I played Sekiro, I didn't feel like I had to fight every single enemy. Um, when I did, I got my ass handed to me, so I thought, okay, maybe I just need to start approaching this like a ninja, and if I get overwhelmed, just <laughs> run away. Because you get, in that game, you're, you got a lot more options for mobility. You're, you're very, very fast, you got a yeah, grappling you, hook. You've got, that. like, some sort of, some sort of grappling hook arm that you can, like, go up on tops of trees and watch enemy movement patterns. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you can definitely... You can definitely play just like a cheesy ninja. Just go in, kill a guy, run away. They get, they go about their business, go back to their loop, and then you just go back and kill the rest of them. And uh, now if only I had some poisoned rice balls to put on the ground, this would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, or some old, just old pornographic Japanese scrolls to put, <laughs> put down there. Uh, but it's from Tenchu Stealth Assassin, everybody. You didn't play that in the PlayStation Two. I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah, those were in it. Also, the blow dart was in it, which is not in this game. But you also you do get projectiles you can shoot out. But that's just that's just from that's just the the game from one boss that you're playing just from one, between bosses. When you get to the boss, it's it's very different because you can't run away from them. You have to actually yeah. fight them. And how you do is, was just a uh, very, very, very intricate. Just it's it's just it's a very bloody dancing and rhythm game is what it boils down to. It's just it's fighting these bosses, learning their attack patterns, um, getting use, getting acquainted with their their different phases, and all the attacks and tools and weapons they use and um yeah you, it's just basically just a dance back and forth from attacking and parrying and casual dodging and running away what what all these from software games have in common is that every enemy has a set thing they will always do every single time so it, it almost becomes a game of rote memorization where you run up to a boss and it's like okay it's more than likely he's first going to do this move He's going to follow up that move with this move. After I hit him here, I'll get this many hits in. And so, you know, it's not like spreadsheet kind of, but there is a puzzle in every one of these fights. Yeah, and uh, especially like Sekiro, if you're 
the enemy will do certain types of attacks just depending on the range you're at. Like if you're close to them or far away sure. or kind of medium. So uh, once you get used to those kind of attacks and which ones he does in certain uh, positions, you can um, you can bait out attacks. You can say, okay, this one's not as lethal or this one's very predictable. You know, it's easy to dodge or parry or whatnot. So I can just, you know, position myself and uh, get in a, put myself in a more advantageous advantageous uh position for the fight and uh but it, it's it's crazy because like i said in when you're just running roaming around the the world and you're sneaking up on guys and you're stealth in and you're running away grappling hook all that it's a you're you're it's best to play very defensively but for most of the boss fights in the game it's it's almost better just to play the opposite to be just go on the offensive for the most part um because that way you can because you both it, you and your opponent both have health and posture gauges and mm-hmm. you know if your posture breaks then you're wide open for attack and it's the same with it's to keep you from forever guarding yeah 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 uh the only way your posture is not going to go down is if you just you perfectly parry uh but even parries it's the the window for the for parries is actually a lot more forgiving than i thought would thought it would be um it's still very tight it's uh it's not like some assassin creed games where i you know press l1 and then two seconds later the guy attacks and i still am able to parry him um that's an exaggeration but it's still very tight but not as tight as i would i, I thought it would be it's um uh, we talked about this off air previously where I suppose this to you, and I don't know if you ever had a great answer for it. It's like years ago, you've played all the devil may cries and their various difficulties and the, the Ninja Gaiden's and their various difficulties. Do you think any of that helped you with the, I don't want to say ease that you had in these games, but easier in uh, time in these games? I think so. Uh, especially for, uh, get like Ninja Gaiden, um, because a lot of enemies in Devil May Cry, they call they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, in that game, so it's kind of hard to. There's most most of the enemy most of the bosses you're fighting in Sekiro are human sized. Um, there are, there are a few giant Dark Soulsian type enemies that you do fight. A giant monkey or a giant snake or a yeah, different giant monkey. Yeah, exactly. Um. But for the most part, yeah, it's just you and another person, you you and another semi-human-sized opponent, um, and you're just you're going back and forth, trading blows and attack, just learning when it's best to attack, when to parry, working on your timing, all that. Um, I do in, I do think those those games help me because they're very very, both of those are very fast pace and um Sekiro is as well um for the most part during most most boss fights now dark souls the, the original one of the original technically demon souls way back when on the ps3 360 but dark souls is not fast paced it is incredibly slow everything is slow no it, it very much is and i think that's um why a lot of people uh, i remember back when Sekiro came out that a lot of people 
who were played Dark Souls and were had beaten in and were pretty good at it still had trouble with Sekiro because they were trying to play it like a Dark Souls game when mm-hmm. it's honestly it's not um, having played and beaten both those games uh, there's a lot of similarities and I think uh, getting proficient at one can help you with the other game with the other one uh, but if you yeah if you approach a Sekiro fight like a Dark Souls fight then you're just going to get stomped you just can't there's no giant shield you can just sit behind and wait for the enemy to tire themselves out and then <laughs> just swing your big old you know big dick sword at them you know, it's just... and presumably that's also true of Bloodborne although let's you know Bloodborne's the one outlier in these sorts of silly things. Yeah, my uh, my little t- my limited time with Bloodborne, it seemed to uh, the combat seemed to rely more on dodging than uh, mm-hmm. blocking or parrying. I think yeah, you can do all three of those. You can kind of uh, weave them all in and out your of your uh, style of play. But yeah, Sekiro is yeah very much it's 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 the parry game. It's it's. It's learning the steps to the dance, if you will, and uh, <laughs> learning when to best press that L1 button so you can get that sweet, sweet assassination proc. Just uh, that notification so you can go in for the the, the ninja kill. And uh, I loved it, man. I, I I can't say I can't say enough about it. I I <laughs> I like and I I'll talk a little bit more later. But I did play Dark Souls Remastered, like you said. And played it, beat it, liked it, but I definitely loved Sekiro more because Sekiro might some of its boss fights are, and again, this another oxymoron, but they are the hardest part of the game. But they are extremely satisfying when you play, oh certainly, certainly. Uh, when you finally beat them. And there's one fight in particular in Sekiro that's actually it's actually an optional fight. You don't have to do it to beat the game. Um, but it's arguably one of the hardest fights in the game. There's Is this the horse guy? Uh no. No. The horse guy is the he's the very, very first boss in the game. No, I don't know nothing. <laughs> um Yeah, he's pretty simple, but he can again, you know, like when it's just it's all about just learning the fight. It's it's basically just all it boils down to because when you first get to him, it's very intimidating. It's just kind of like the, the like the big horse guy. It's like, whoa, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to attack his horse? Like he's got this giant old lance and he's just swinging it all around and he's he's impaling you and dragging you around the battlefield and it's just you thinking this is he's not some lowly ninja scrub. How am I supposed to beat this guy? And then you just <laughs> you get into it and you're like, okay, wow, I can. I can deflect a giant spear. That's awesome. Um, but there's, yeah, there's one optional fight that, gosh, I probably spent better, uh, probably two, three hours attempting. And when I finally, Thanks. when I finally, yeah, no, it was, it was tough. It was tough. But when I, by, when I finally beat him, I had to, I, I recorded the fight. I was so I, I I just I wanted to I wanted to remember the fight in posterity um, because it lasts a long time. It's like it lasts like six or seven minutes of just straight fighting, and for a game like that, that's a long time. Um, but it was so great, and like my hands were sweating, and 
I was just, I had to, I was just so jazzed up after I beat it. It was, it's such a great feeling. Um, so I definitely, it was one of those, I finally understand. I, I understand. Yes. Uh, I, 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 was, I was waiting for a moment to jump in and say, you feel about this game the way I feel about the original Dark Souls. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I, I finally get it now. And I, I know how, what people have been saying for years about Dark Souls were that you just, it's one of the most memorable satisfying experiences when you finally just get over that hurdle that one boss that's been giving you so much grief. absolutely so when you told me that you were gonna i don't know what i remember thinking oh man he's gonna struggle because i know i struggled but you know you were just and loosely use this term boss in it you're just running through the game you like fucking speed ran and i was i take i don't want to say insulted insulted is the wrong word i was certainly taken aback in terms of the ease of use to which you dispatched all of the things that took me month to play through. It took me a solid month of just playing Dark Souls to beat. So, and many of the bosses you beat on your first try, which I was on, I was on a PlayStation party with you at the time for some of them. And I was like, oh, you got to go over here. And you, you know, you were annoyed in the library or whatever. And you were annoyed in the Crystal Caves. But you never died, ever. So I was like, okay, he's going to have to die and do all this over again. And you never fucking died. And you just beat Seath in the first try. And it's like, this isn't fair to me, the guy who beat this years ago and struggled. Well, again, I think, I think some of those past experiences with Sekiro and some of those other, uh, difficult action games did help me a lot. Um, I, I I absolutely shy away from those like on purpose. Yeah. Even though I played, I don't remember how fucking long ago I played dark souls on PS3. Even though, Dark Souls is so different from those other games like Devil May Cry, Ninja Guy, and all those. It's just those games are just boom, 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 one thing after another. But Dark Souls is just—it's so slow. It's so methodical it's too. Very slow. Um, um, is it, it, it? It's a slow dance as opposed to a. It's a waltz as opposed to a samba. There you go. But one thing it's one thing that is does have in common with Sekiro at least that I learned is that. These, these games don't explain shit to you. They just throw you in there. They take great pride in never saying a single word of explanation. They just, yeah, they just, they just, it's, it's basically the video game equivalent of throwing you into the deep end. It's just kind of like, okay, here you go. We'll tell you the basic controls, but that's it. That's the, you, and <laughs> you want to figure anything else? It's on your first, own. When you're in the overworld, so to speak, the first NPC, he's like, Oh, you're here to ring the bell? Well, actually, there are two bells. We've already lied to you. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, one's up and one's down. I was like, is that this way or this way? He's like, eh, it's up and down. You figure it out. And if you go down, like, the logical way towards the uh, the catacombs, that's the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's the down. The down he's referring to is where the up is. You have to go the same direction to get to both things. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's... uh, I. I I got lost so many times, and I had to ask yeah. you. I'd ask you for directions a couple times. I know, um, but I did. I did when I you know finally got to these areas and was it you know beat the bosses and whatnot. And uh, I did and unlock unlock the shortcuts. I did really, I did really like how everything seemed to be lead. Everything seemed to lead back to Firelink. It was very... Yeah, there, there are, in fact, only three large maps. There's one whole map for the Asylum. There's one whole map for the what I'm calling the Overworld. And one whole map for En Orlando. Um, 
of those three things, everything is connected in one continuous space. You can just, without loading screens, walk from one end to the other. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I thought that was really really cool, and it it just every every area. I thought, okay, how is this gonna lead me back to Firelink? And most of the time, it just ended up being an elevator. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I thought that was really really cool. And or a door that you saw hours ago that you couldn't open from this side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think, oh yeah, gosh, that's that's where that's how you unlock that. That's where it leads. Mm -hmm. That's so, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I, if I may, I want to talk about a couple of moments in particular, the differences between my playthrough years ago and your playthrough this couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the, oh, what's his fucking name? The Golden Knight. I can't, my brain's all scrambled right now. Oh, Smog uh, or Smog? I don't know. No, 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 no. The one you free from the jail. Oh. You're kill the firekeeper. Oh, yeah. Lautrek. Knight Lautrek. That's it, yeah. So, I told you this off air, but... What's supposed to happen, quote-unquote, is you go ring the second bell down in Kalag's domain. You come back to Firelink. The Keeper is dead, so you can't use the fire anymore. And Lautrec, uh leaves, and you can't fight him for you know, a couple hours at this point. And you go and fight him in a big, giant room, the same room, in fact, where the next two major bosses, Smo and Ornstein, are. And you have to be teleported to the world as if you were being summoned. So you can't heal by conventional means. And he's got two friends with him. And it took me a very long time to beat him that way. Now, in subsequent playthroughs, I found the trick of what you did the first time. Where you just push him off the cliff and he dies. <laughs> and it's a much easier, simpler, better way to do it. And they put that in there for you to do. But you did that on your first try. And I was like, that's not what I did on my first try. I beat that guy legit. This is bullshit, Stiz. <laughs> yeah, uh... That's yeah, full disclosure time. I that was one of those things I kind of picked up on osmosis over the years. Like I remember reading, I, I don't know when it was exactly, but I just remember. I may have told you about it. Over you the may years. have, yeah, saying like <laughs> if you see the gold knight, free him and then kill him, and then he gives you a really good item, and he did. He gives you gives you a ring that's increases your health and stamina, but it breaks if you take it off. So. Uh, it's just been on, and it's just been embedded on my, or in, embedded on my finger. Back of your head, ears. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, when you told me like what really is supposed to happen, I thought, gosh, yeah, it's just you would never know that unless you. You'd become, never know. The game yeah. never fucking tells you. Yeah. He drops, I think, or rather, with the firekeeper corpse is the stone you use to teleport to him, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. But you can't use it anywhere else other than that one room in front of the boss of Small Ornstein. Yeah. Secondly, you beat Smo and Ornstein on the first try, which again is bullshit. So here's what happened to me. Here's what happened to me. I tried, and it's not like you just there's a there's a checkpoint behind in, in front of the door and you walk to there. There's a, it's a path to get to that door. So I got to there twice, got destroyed, wrecked, mm. eliminated, annihilated, whatever uh, synonym you want to use for that. And I got I don't know depressed. I was upset. So I walked back down to in Orlando, which I, I don't mean, or yeah, back through in Orlando, back to Sense Fortress, which you didn't know you could do, by the way. I told you that after the fact. Mm -hmm. I went back down through Sense Fortress, the elevator, that's the shortcut all the way down to Sense Fortress. I went, for, skip ahead, skip ahead. I went all the way back through Blight Town. I went all the way back through Ash, the Hollow Tree. I went all the way down to Ash Lake. On my way there, I got cursed by those frog dudes, the, uh, Whatever the fuck they're called, the frog guys, the big eyes. Yeah, petrify you. Yeah. 
yeah, I got cursed, so I had half health. And But I made it all the way down to Ash Like I don't even know why. I was literally at the lowest point of the world with half health at the midway point of the game. And I stepped away for a couple weeks. I was just like, I can't do it. I'm just done. I cannot do it. And I don't remember because this was so, so long ago. Mm-hmm. Picked myself up, walked my ass up all the way back to that tree, rehealed, walked all the way up to Sun's Fortress, all the way up through Sun's Fortress, all the way through in Orlando, all the way through that boss thing. And I beat him on the third try. And I said, you need to go back and listen to this music because it's it builds so well. I won't sing it here. Yeah. But the crescendo builds very well. Mm-hmm. And it was a very close fight. And my heart was beating so goddamn fast that I was going to have a heart attack. But I finally did beat him, and it was that was the most satisfying thing. Like you talked earlier about that, that uh, really hard optional boss. It's like, that is the most satisfying thing I've done in a game, and I don't know how fucking long. And it's like a midpoint boss. You still have other, a lot of stuff to do after the fact. Mm-hmm. So here we are years later. I'm like, oh, how many tries did it take you for a small horse? He's like, oh, I did it first try. I summoned, uh, what's his name? And he's like, you fucker. How dare you have an easier time than I did? Yeah, yeah. I summon old what's his name? Praise the sun. Uh, Solaire. And that's, Solaire, that's the other thing. Yeah. I never, I never, I did a lot of summoning in Dark Souls 2 and summoned Bloodborne. I never summoned anybody in Dark Souls 1. I beat that game by myself. No NPC help, no other player help. It was all me. She's like, oh, I just summoned Solaire and uh, he destroyed the centipede for me. It's like, oh, I summoned Solaire and he destroyed the <laughs> Bell Gargoyles for me. It's like, what the fuck? You're not even playing the game. I, uh, You're I, the what... NPC here, buddy. <laughs> Okay, I did not summon him for the gargoyles. I did the gargoyles all, right, all, all on my own. Um, and I did die one time on the gargoyles because I did not expect the second one to pop down from the, uh, yeah. to the roof. I was like, holy shit. Um, I kept trying to attack the first one's tail because that's what someone left a message of in the ground. a try tail. And I thought, okay, I guess that's its weak point. And then... I um, just get a weapon. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I didn't learn that later until... I tried attacking another enemy's tail and got a weapon and then learned after the fact, yeah, there's enemies in the game that you hit their tails and you get a weapon. I was very bad at that though. I didn't, I, I didn't get seeds or I didn't, and I didn't get, um, the big, the big, uh, dragon, uh, uh, The trick sword. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, no, at the, uh, the big black dragon, oh, the covenant, the covenant sword. Yes. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I I I got I got I think I got really lucky because on one of the Black Knights dropped a Black Knight greatsword and I basically just used that when I, I I got my strength up high enough to use it I just basically used that the entire game, um, <laughs> and I was just absolutely wrecking everything with that thing. It, you it, really were. I was there for I was there for a no at least Seath and I think I was there for Nico, oh, not Nico, Nito. And uh, you beat both of those guys on the first try, and I was mega annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you did not beat Bad of Chaos on the first try, though, but literally no one ever does, so it's okay. Yeah, and that's such a... Okay, that is... Bed of Chaos is a terribly designed fight. I'm yes. sorry. It's just... It's it's awful. They, they even admitted it after the fact. Yeah, that's... It was it was no good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just... And I, it got to the point where... I thought about changing it up, but I thought, no, this is not a, this is not a game to be experimenting. I have a good thing. I'm just <laughs> I'm going to roll with it. I'll leave experimentation for a next for a potential subsequent playthrough. <laughs> is there is there stat spreading in Sekiro? Like if you level up and you're like I want to put in strength or I want to put in dex? 
No, no, there is absolutely no. Not at all? The okay. only thing that you can upgrade your tools, uh, but that's basically, it just, uh, it, it just, you know, basically gives you, like, more features with those tools. You can do different things. Like, uh, uh, with the shuriken you can have one that just like sits you know sits there and, and sits in the enemies and does damage over time um you can get a you can get a spear that thrust or you get an upgrade that uh sets it on fire which is really cool and um that was another that was another really fun thing about that is uh using the different tools and finding out which ones uh which enemies are weak to what specific tool and kind of experimenting with that. But uh, now the only way to actually level up your base power is whenever you beat a boss, you earn a memory of that boss. And then when you get to uh, the quote unquote bonfire or the meditation spot, it's called in Sekiro, um, you can spend that memory to permanently increase your t attack power. Um, I see. But you can also you can um, you can also collect these uh, these blue beads that increase your health. Um, uh, very much like Devil May Cry, where you uh, you can there's some that it's like like you can you you get one and increases it by itself, but you can also find pieces of it and you get four pieces. Oh, you get one eye of a thousand gods as opposed to the seven eyes? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. if you get enough, and then you can uh, get a permanent increase there. So, yeah, your health and your your health from those things and your strength from the bosses, but other than that, no. There's no, there's no dex or agility or anything like that. Yeah, because in the three Souls games and in, I guess technically the four Souls games, because Demon Souls is the same style of upgrades and bloodborne there's stat spreading so it's like you know strength and well, they keep changing the names but it's like basically dexterity and amount of shit you can carry and what you were saying earlier it's like you can't stat spread you have to kind of pick a thing you want to be good at and put all your points into that thing all the time mm. if you try to evenly build you're going to be underpowered for basically the whole game yeah i knew i wanted to obviously get my health and my stamina up and mm -hmm. um, uh, you you said something very very sage like um, and I think you're right. I think stamina ultimately is more important than health. Yeah. Um, because especially if you are doing what I did and focusing on a strength build, um, you run out of stamina like nobody's business. You take two or three swings and then you may have enough to do a roll and then that's it <laughs> it's like unless you're doing like a dex or a magic build yeah stamina is super duper important well even a stamina build yeah a dex build uh stamina is but the, but the other thing is that the game doesn't tell another one of the many many things a wonderful game doesn't tell you is that there are soft and hard caps in this so i think stamina is like 40 it's been a while like the hard cap is 40 and after you put points in that it's so minuscule you're not worth putting points in anymore mm -hmm. and they all have that every stat in all of these games has that hard and soft caps where there's like diminishing returns depending on how long and unless you know that ahead of time you're like well i'll evenly build or i'll put every single point i get into health and it's like well i can't say the game punishes you for that because you can really beat it without you know you've seen people beat it with guitar hero controllers and 
without ever leveling, without ever getting hit. You know, these experts and speed runs and all play many, many times to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but still, you know, even though I, you know, it was still, it was still a difficult game for me. And even though I, you know, it's, it was a tough game. I just, I can't imagine getting to that point where you're just that good at game. But, um, yeah, if you play it enough and you just, you, you know, learn the strats for each of the, each of the bosses and, if you're really good at not falling down, because I think that might have killed me more than any other boss in the game. Gravity's the number one killer in Dark Souls yeah, 1. It's just, it's a very, just a very awkward moving, <laughs> moving game. It's just like, uh, especially with me. There are no just... safety railings anywhere. No, no. There is just, there. you're constantly surrounded by death in that game. Yes. That's another... Which is part of the fun of it, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, and that's another thing about, it. it's just the, um, enemy designs the settings the music just everything is there just to intimidate you about, about dark souls <laughs> it's just it because i remember because i remember when I, I remember when i got through sin's fortress and uh got to the i got to the boss the iron giant i believe and he's got, iron golem all, iron golem excuse me and um and he had the giant axe, and I thought, holy shit, this guy's going to be, like, the toughest enemy in the game. And then I get there, and I almost, right off the bat, I almost get knocked off the arena with that, that wind attack he does when he swings his axe. Sure. And uh, I'm just kind of like, okay, and I'm on my own. I didn't summon anybody for that fight. Um, and I just start wailing at him. I'm just like, okay, it's like, I'm going on the offense, offensive here to start off with. And then I knock him down when he's like three fourths, of, you know, two thirds of health left. And then mm -hmm. I just sit there, and he's just like on his ass, and I'm just wailing into him, and he dies. It's like okay, but just like his design, him, it's his design alone intimidated me, and made me just just overthink this fight. It's like oh my gosh, how am I gonna beat this guy? There's just there's not a lot of not a lot of uh, you know, not all room up here on this on this arena yeah. here. It's just kind of like, oh my god! But, but they're all like another that. thing. Another thing it doesn't tell you is that every enemy also has a stamina bar and a poise meter, same as you. You just don't know what it is ahead of time. So you can, in theory, just whack a guy in a good spot enough times and go, oh shit, I'm all stunned. Uh, Iron Golem's another guy who can kill himself too. By the way, if you knock him down at the right spot, he'll just fall off. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get get to in that in that fight i was like because he was really really close to the edge and i thought i could maybe knock him off that'd been fun but unfortunately not nah, so having beaten that one and you told me you also went ahead and bought the others in the series so to speak i know you got at least two in demon souls remake for ps5 yeah i got th i got three as well they were three as well yeah two and three were they were like 10 bucks each i figured i got yeah, they're, they're a while i got demon souls for like 30 bucks used and it's like the previous owner took really, really good care of it. It looks like it's brand new, um, but I haven't haven't gotten into those yet. I rented Demon Souls. I didn't get too terribly far into it. It's a very pretty game, but it's like, oh, you know, I basically played it. I know I played like seven hours of it when it was on PS3, the original game. Mm -hmm. uh, I did beat Dark Souls two. I say like one point nine times, um, and it'll take too long to explain my reasoning behind that. But I did beat it once. Yeah. Uh, I had some solo, some help. There's a lot more summoning, like, opportunities in two. Like, they took the feedback from one and basically said, let's just have a summon for every damn fight. You 
like a lot more NPCs and a lot more players and give these the ability because you can summon right in front of a uh, right in front of the boss door now. Mm-hmm. You just lay your sign right down there, and you don't have to worry about being human because they have an item also. Have you played two at all? I don't want to get too far into it. No, no, I, I have not. Okay. Well, there's an item where you can just instantly turn from hollow to human without having to go to a fire. So you just do it right in front of the door, immediately summon, and then go for the boss. That's nice, because that's definitely, that was, that's one of the biggest features of Dark Souls, and they don't explain that to you either. It's kind of like, no. yeah, what, you know, it's like, I thought, okay, what's the difference between human and hollow? Well, there's a lot of differences, but we're not going to tell you. <laughs> it's like human you can get invaded but you can summon you can also summon people when you're uh human and your uh i think drop chance for items greatly increases when you're human as well um i read after the fact after i you know yeah said you know beat everything you know beat the game uh that if you you know it's kind of like your stats you know you get so much humanity uh it increases your uh drop rate for items that but there's also a cap for that as well. But yeah, it's just kind of like... I believe it's 10 or 12, but yes. Yeah, it's just kind of like... It just, just don't know about any of that. And I guess... I guess they kind of designed it that way. Obviously obviously on purpose, but also to sort of help new players because you're going to... You got to assume that if you're new to the game, you're going to be dying a lot. So you'll probably be stuck in hollow form a lot. And the last thing you want is just some jack wagon who's playing a 10 year old game pvping because i did get invaded um mm-hmm. and i a couple times actually um once was in in the forest right before uh the big wolf sif and yeah the cat the cat covenant such yeah, as it is yeah the cat covenant and uh but it was before i had talked to the big cat and joined her covenant so all of her npc type invader pals were attacking me on top of this actual human invader and um he was just toying with me he kept he was just he was poisoning me and just my my stamina was uh deteriorating extremely fast and he was just it was just big cat in a mouse in a mouse cage Uh, i know from the other side of that if you actually join that covenant and like stick with it and do things in it you get messages, and I think this might be true for one of the other ones at least. You get messages like, a player has invaded, would you like to, you know, defend the forest or fucking whatever? And you hit yes, you're teleported to their world and you destroy them. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, think I remember uh, there was some... I'm trying to get... It's been a few weeks, but I've for, totally forgotten. But there, none yeah, of the fucking names... Like, yeah. I played it a dozen times, dude. None mm-hmm. of these names stick in my head. Yeah, but there is... Yeah, you're right. There's some item you get that... Uh, some stone that you if you read the description and it's or no it's a ring yeah it's a ring it just says like yeah it gives you if you join this covenant it'll give you a chance to defend from invaders and but it's kind of like okay is that npc or but no it is actually humans it's, it was crazy <laughs> but yeah it was it it was great i really liked it um i felt <laughs> I don't know. This could be weird. I, I guess I felt a little guilty. I was I had a little easier time with it than you. But uh, hey, I, I I think that was payback from just just how good you got at Hades. You got a, so much better at that game <laughs> two, than I was. Those are two completely different kinds of things. 
Rob, Rob is a. I think you've given up completely on it, but Rob is currently struggling his way through hell. And uh, <laughs> you you weren't on the other day, but he was playing it, and he was complaining. Hi, Rob, if you're listening, he was complaining. Oh, he's oh I remember. He was in Elysium, and he ran out of Death Defiance, right? But he met the gay NPC, whatever his loser name was, <laughs> and he gave them all back, right? Mm-hmm. And then he lost it all immediately in the next place with all this poison spear dudes. <laughs> yeah, that I. And I was like, yeah, that's what it's like, buddy. Yeah, I, good scrub. I, I have I've been in those shoes, his shoes before. I've mm-hmm. been uh, I've I have gotten past Elysium and Odysseus and the Minotaur with all three charges of Death Defiance. And thinking, oh my gosh, Hades is just gonna be a walk in the park. He's he's just, I mean, he might as well just give up right now. He's got no <laughs> chance. And then I got to those damn satyrs and those damn rats, and I'm down to one death defiance charge with like half my health. And I thought, oh, just how the goddess of fortune just can turn on you <laughs> in this game. It's just, yeah. No, I really, really, really enjoyed Hades, but yeah, I think I I beat it. Four times, I think I got out. But when I learned you had to, oh, beat so you didn't it, get to the epilogue. No, no, yeah, I know. When I learned, when I learned you had to get, you had to beat it at least ten times to get to the yes. quote unquote true ending. I thought, I don't know if I have that in me. This, this is spoilers, but you only have to beat it nine. The tenth one is free. Because when you get to them the tenth time, he's like, "Fuck, just go. I don't even care anymore." That's right. You told me that. Yeah. So I might get back into it one day but i was just i was still just so taken aback by just you know how good you got out you plat you you 100 percent it twice on playstation 4 said. and playstation 5 yes yeah I mean, you were just to use your words you were bossing it you were just like <laughs> i mean playing music when was you my come f- in the room my fastest time was like what 14 minutes i think i beat the whole game in 14 minutes that's crazy. I think I got. I think my fastest was like twenty seven, twenty eight. That's so. Uh, that's like double. That's like half mine. That's crazy. What's great? I, I know. I know. We we're way over time here, and we hard pivoted. But it's like, do you know why Hades clicked with me? I've talked about this all the time for years and years. Sometimes you need small games. You need bite sized double A games. You can spend ten minutes in and get a lot done. You can't do shit in ten minutes in Dark Souls. You can't get a single thing done in 10 minutes. You can get a lot done in Hades in 10 minutes. You can get half the game or more done. No, it, it, it's great, and it's 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 really generous as far as saving your progress goes because you, mm-hmm. you can play it, do a room, quit, then you can just come back another day. It doesn't, uh, you don't, it's not like you have to start over every single time. Um, so that's, that is very nice, so. I might reinstall it again. Why not? Yeah. Beat it again. Yeah. But it's definitely it's it feels like one of those games like if you set it down for a while and then come back to it later it it might take a while to get the cobwebs dusted off and get back to possibly get back to fighting shape as it were but uh, at least, or at least for me it might feel that way but that being said game of the year absolutely not no it didn't even come out last year as far as we are concerned on this show <laughs> well for the Xbox One and whatever. But last uh, last episode, I'm sure you listened to. But last episode, me and uh, my brother Thomas were discussing this large truck. Last episode, me and my brother Thomas were discussing like whether or not it counted because when you played it, because he's playing like Avengers and he's having a great time of it. And he's like, "Well, I guess it's the game of the year because he, he plays things even more sparingly than you or Rob." Mm-hmm. 
But, eh, whatever. We make our own rules to break them. That's the, the name of the show here. Actually, the name of the show is The Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast, and this has been that. Uh, I have been Loki Jarson. You can find me on Twitter, at Loki Jarson. Uh, you can't find Stizzy there anymore, ever. Uh, unless you know where to look. You can, uh... Yeah, I might have to... I might have to get my legit... My, my, my legit Twitter We can give your back. illegit... We can give your illegit one, if you want to put that out there. If you want to remove all your likes real quick. You know, I might have to get my legitimate handle back here eventually. I think, um... I think old Dorsey, I think I really uh, stuck it to him. I think he's learned his lesson. And, yeah, he's uh, not even the owner anymore. They sold it to some other lady. See? There you go. I outlasted him. The plan... No, I'm, I'm still trying to outlast like Jim Ryan and shit. The plan worked well. Have My mortal enemy. Have you seen him lately? I think there's a good chance of that. He's a fucking goblin. He's like a ghoul. It never ends. <laughs> he just... He, he, he sucks the life from all the money you give him. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even mention this. You know you can't earn money, earn Sony Rewards points by buying things in the store anymore? They stopped that on January 1st. No, no. I remember hearing that they were going to do that months ago, but... They did it. They Oh man, the Mad Men did it, huh? Wow. So, well... Yeah, you can only get points on the store if you buy it with a Sony credit card. I, well, that was such a... I mean, they, they neutered that program so hard anyways was it really even was it really even worth worth it at that point it's just well yeah because i buy a ton of shit and i get rewarded for buying a ton of shit now you know uh like last week for after christmas stuff i bought like five indie games i didn't get anything for that but you had to you had to spend so much money to for it to be worthwhile though that's the only thing i'm well aware of how much money i spend on video games friend i'm Well, well aware well i mean i wasn't I was just making a general statement, not really taking a jab at you, but uh, yeah, well, you, you know what? Yeah, I kind of was. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a. Uh, well, look, buddy, if you didn't spend yeah. fifteen bucks a month on one game, and maybe you could play uh, more things here we too. Go again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I think that's it for us. Yes. yes uh, goodbye. Yep. See ya.